You are listening to The Pregnancy Podcast with Vanessa Merton. Hello. Thank you for tuning in to The Pregnancy Podcast. Check out the Your Birth Plan book for the resource that you need to create and write your birth plan. This book is going to help you prepare for the birth experience that you want, and you get a template and a ton of samples to make writing your birth plan so simple. To find it, you can just search Your Birth Plan on Amazon, or there are links to it on the Pregnancy Podcast website. Last week, we talked about individual vaccines and went through the different brands that are available for each vaccine. We talked about some of the aluminum content in there and some things you may want to consider when comparing different brands of a vaccine. That episode wrapped up a whole series on vaccines where we went through the vaccines that are recommended during pregnancy and talked a lot about vaccines that are recommended for your child. That is a very personal decision, and hopefully those episodes gave you a lot of information to help you make the right choice for you. This week, we are talking about what you need to know when you first find out that you're pregnant. This was one of the very first episodes I did, but I have done so much research since then. And this is not just a replay. I am completely updating and re-recording this episode. Links to any resources mentioned in this episode can be found at pregnancypodcast.com forward slash episode 68. And I want to improve how you can find information on the website, so keep an eye out for an update coming there. And if you're trying to find information on a specific topic, utilize the search bar. If you are on a laptop or desktop, it's a little magnifying glass at the far right in the top of the website. Or if you're on a mobile device or your cell phone, there's a search box in the drop down menu. You can search for any keyword and episodes will pop up if I have done an episode on that topic. So once you see a positive result on your pregnancy test, you probably have a pretty wide range of emotions. You're probably excited, nervous, maybe a little bit freaked out. And don't worry, all of that is totally normal. Do not stress out. If you just take all of this a little bit at a time, you are going to be totally prepared when your little one arrives. If you are a second time mom, then you've already been through all of this once. And I did do an episode on some considerations if you already have a child at home. And you can hear that at pregnancypodcast.com forward slash episode 55. And links to that episode will be in the show notes. One thing that I think is really important when you first find out that you're pregnant is to keep an open mind. There is a lot of information out there and also a lot of information that gets perpetuated that isn't evidence-based. The more you learn about pregnancy and birth, the more options that are available to you. One thing to keep in the back of your mind is that you are in complete control over what happens and what procedures are done throughout your pregnancy and in your birth. If you just found out that you're pregnant, check out the 40 Weeks podcast where you can get a short five-minute episode for every week of your pregnancy, and it talks about exactly what your body is going through in that week, how your baby is developing, plus get a tip for dad. 
You can find that at pregnancypodcast.com forward slash week. A key player that's often overlooked in pregnancy and birth is your birthing partner. This can be your spouse, your partner, a friend, your mom. This is the person who is going to be by your side throughout the birth. And for me, this was my husband. There was zero possibility that I could have made it through the birth of my son without him. I did do an episode on what dads or partners need to know about pregnancy, and that was episode 13, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes. As tempting as it may be, you might not want to run out and tell everyone before you've really thought it through. The majority of miscarriages happen in the first 12 weeks, and this is a big reason why a lot of people wait until the 12-week mark to make a big announcement. Most miscarriages happen in the first seven weeks, and this risk drops after the baby's heartbeat is detected, which is usually around eight weeks when your first appointment is. When you do decide to start telling everybody that you're expecting a baby, you also don't necessarily have to tell everybody at once. You can maybe let some friends in on the secret early on and then break it to everyone on Facebook and Instagram at the 12-week mark. The bottom line is tell everybody when you are comfortable doing it. If you want to blast a picture of your positive pregnancy test on Instagram, then go for it. Just know the risks that come along with early announcements. When you find out that you're pregnant, one of the very first things that you want to do is cut out any major bad habits. Start with the obvious stuff like alcohol, cigarettes, drugs, If you had a big party night and a few drinks before you found out that you were pregnant, don't panic. Your baby is going to be just fine. The important thing is that you kick these habits as soon as you know that you are pregnant. And if you're taking any prescription drugs, you definitely want to make sure that they are okay to continue taking while you're pregnant. This should be a phone call to your doctor right away. Don't wait until your first checkup to make sure that the prescriptions you're taking are okay. Now is a really great time to clean up your lifestyle. The basic components of this are going to be eating well and making sure that you stay hydrated. You're going to hear me mention all the time that you need to be drinking lots of water. This is one of the easiest, cheapest, and best ways to take care of yourself. Drinking a lot of water can help with constipation, which unfortunately is really common during pregnancy. It can help you avoid a urinary tract infection and even prevent preterm labor. Your body needs water to make amniotic fluid, to produce extra blood volume, build new tissue, to carry nutrients, and to flush out toxins. Another major reason to drink water is that it's going to help with edema. Edema is swelling that's caused by an excess of watery fluid collecting in cavities or tissue in your body. Generally, you're going to see this in your ankles or your hands. Later on in your pregnancy, when your ankles are really swollen, edema is the culprit. And while it may seem counterintuitive, staying hydrated and drinking a lot of water is really going to help with that. You will hear people all the time when you're pregnant, say that you are eating for two. You don't really want to eat for two. It's more like eating for 1.15. During your pregnancy, you really only want to increase your daily calories by about 300 per day. You don't want to double them. Listen to your body. Make sure that you're eating a really wide variety of foods 
and try to stay away from processed foods as much as possible. The more healthy foods that you are eating, the better building blocks that you're going to be giving to your baby. Obviously, feel free to indulge in some cravings, but try not to go overboard with sweets, especially with processed sugar. And now is not the time to go on a crazy diet or do any kind of cleanse. Your focus should really be on eating healthy whole foods. Staying active is also going to benefit you and your baby. As long as you are comfortable, keep up whatever workout routine you normally do. If you're not a regular at the gym, then walking is a great way to stay active. During your pregnancy, you can expect to have somewhere around 14 appointments. So on 14 days, you're going to see a doctor or a midwife. That's it. For the other 260 some days that you're pregnant, it's just you and your baby. So you are the biggest influence on your little one and what their health is going to be. So you really want to try and stay healthy. You should start a prenatal vitamin right away if you're not already taking one. You want to take a prenatal vitamin, not just a multivitamin, because prenatal vitamins typically contain more folate or folic acid and iron than a standard multivitamin. Iron helps support your baby's growth and development, and it's going to prevent anemia, which is a condition in which the blood lacks adequate healthy red blood cells. Folate and folic acid help prevent neural tube defects, which are pretty serious abnormalities of the brain and spinal cord. I did a really in-depth episode on folate and folic acid, and the more research I read, the more evidence I find that supports opting for a prenatal vitamin with L5-methyltetrahydrofolate rather than just folic acid. I did a ton of research on this topic, and you can listen to that episode at pregnancypodcast.com forward slash folic acid. I also did an episode on vitamin D, which is another really important nutrient during your pregnancy. That was episode 61. I have spent so many hours researching prenatal vitamins, and it took a really long time, but I did find one that I really like from a brand that I trust, and it's reasonably priced. I'll put a link in the show notes to that prenatal vitamin, and it's also on the resources page. Vitamins and nutrients are really important during your pregnancy, and I also have episodes in the pipeline coming up on fish oil and omegas and a Q&A coming up on prescription versus over-the-counter prenatal vitamins, so keep an eye out for those. You may also want to consider taking a daily probiotic. I did an episode on group B strep, which is a bacterial infection that you want to avoid if you can. And there's evidence that taking a probiotic with lactobacilli may reduce your risk of getting group B strep. There's actually a full clinical trial going on at Stanford right now to evaluate this. And there really isn't a downside to taking a daily probiotic. And this does not have to be anything fancy and expensive. Most inexpensive probiotics are going to have lactobacilli, which is the strain that you want to make sure that's in there. And if you want to listen to the episode I did on group B strep and where I talk more about probiotics, that was episode 43. The next thing is you want to make sure that you have health insurance. So if you don't already have it, then you should get it. 
The average cost of having a vaginal birth in the United States is over $18,000, and a cesarean is an average of over $27,000, and this is just the average. Even with insurance, the cost of you can easily get up into the thousands. I covered everything that you need to know about insurance in episode 60. The show notes for that episode also have an example of a few different insurance plans so that you can see how costs could be covered. If you are in the United States and you are not insured and you're worried about getting coverage, visit healthcare.gov to see if you qualify for a subsidy to help pay for your insurance. We're probably going to see some changes to the Affordable Care Act with the new administration taking office, but for now, healthcare.gov is going to be your go-to place for that. Although Zika virus has quieted down in the media, it's still something that you should be aware of if you live in an area where Zika is present or if you or your partner are planning to travel to any Zika-affected areas. There's still a lot of unknowns about Zika, But I did an episode summarizing what we do know and how you can take precautions to protect yourself against the virus. That was episode 54, and a link to that will be in the show notes. Of course, as soon as you know that you're pregnant, you want to know exactly what foods you should avoid or moderate. There have not been a lot of studies on a lot of things with pregnant women, so you want to err on the side of caution and play it safe. Let's talk about some things that you want to be cautious about. Some health professionals are going to tell you that alcohol is off limits in any quantity, and others might tell you that it's okay to enjoy an occasional glass of wine. Ultimately, this is up to you. If you want to enjoy a glass of wine every now and then, then you certainly can. And if you're nervous about drinking any alcohol, then just avoid it. If you want to see what the research says about this topic, I did a whole episode on it. Episode 50 went into how alcohol is processed by your body during pregnancy and examined a lot of different studies on what is considered safe. Caffeine is another thing that you want to be cautious about, and I like giving the evidence behind all of this stuff so that you can make your own decisions. I did a whole episode on caffeine and pregnancy, and you don't necessarily have to give up caffeine altogether. And that was episode 51. You want to be careful with unpasteurized foods. This can be any cheese that's made with unpasteurized milk which tend to be soft cheeses like feta, brie, or gorgonzola. So when you're buying cheese, you want to look for a label that says that it's made with pasteurized milk. The reason to avoid these is due to a concern of listeria, which is a bacteria that can be really harmful to your baby. The risk that unpasteurized foods like cheeses, some milk, and even some juices could be contaminated with listeria is always there. It's just something that you definitely do not want to encounter when you're pregnant. So it's suggested that you're a little more cautious about that. There's also a small chance that listeria could be present in deli meats. If you are concerned about that sandwich you're eating, you can just get a hot sandwich. If the meat is heated to 165 degrees, it would kill off any bacteria. 
And some women do choose to still eat sandwiches during their pregnancy. It's up to you. But I just want to let you know that it is on the list of things to be careful about or avoid. You want to avoid undercooked eggs and raw or undercooked fish or shellfish. The reason behind this is a risk for a foodborne illness, which is like food poisoning. That risk is always there, but with your baby on the way, you might be better off avoiding it altogether. If you like sushi, I did an episode on sushi during pregnancy, and you can find that at pregnancypodcast.com forward slash sushi. You should be limiting your intake of fish with high levels of mercury. Mercury is an element that can collect in oceans, lakes, and streams, and it turns into a neurotoxin, and in really high quantities, it can be toxic to your nervous system. There are four fish that are particularly high in mercury, and those are the tilefish from the Gulf of Mexico, swordfish, shark, and king mackerel. That episode I mentioned that I did on sushi talked more about mercury levels in fish, and there's a link in that episode to more information on this topic. If you have a cat, being around your cat is perfectly fine, but their feces in the sand or the litter that they bury it in can contain a parasitic infection called toxoplasmosis, and this can cause serious birth defects. So if you do have a cat, ask your partner or a friend or a family member to come by and clean out the litter box for you. Another thing that you want to be careful about is that you do not overheat. Generally, the advice is to avoid things like hot tubs and saunas. The key just being that you don't want to overheat your body. If you like Bikram yoga, you should check out the studies that I talk about in an episode on yoga, and that was at PregnancyPodcast.com forward slash yoga. While you do need to be thinking about everything that you were putting in your body, I know that this can seem really overwhelming at first, but it does get easier. There are a lot of other things like dyeing your hair, teeth whitening, laser hair removal, and the verdict is really still out on those. The best course of action is going to be for you to play it safe. And the less that you expose yourself to chemicals and questionable procedures, the more peace of mind that you are going to have that you're not exposing your little one to anything harmful. If you do want to get your hair dyed during your pregnancy, I did answer a Q&A on that that can be found at pregnancypodcast.com forward slash hair dye. To recap today's episode, we talked all about everything that you need to know right away when you find out that you are pregnant. I know this seems like a lot of information all at once. But knowing what you should be avoiding and maybe some things you should be including, like a healthy diet and a prenatal vitamin, are ultimately going to help you have a healthier pregnancy and your baby's going to be a lot healthier too. I want to thank you for tuning in to the pregnancy podcast today. I hope that you find this episode helpful. Next week, we are talking about the first trimester, and I am completely revamping that episode with a ton of new information that you should know for the first trimester of your pregnancy. As always, you can contact me, Vanessa, at pregnancypodcast.com. You can find notes and resources for this episode 
at pregnancypodcast.com forward slash episode 68. You can find me on Twitter at Preg Podcast or Pregnancy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And you can also join the Pregnancy Podcast community on Facebook. Check out the Your Birth Plan book for the resource that you need to create and write your birth plan. This has short chapters on everything that you could include in your birth plan with evidence-based information to help you make the right decision for you. To check out the book, you can search Your Birth Plan on Amazon, or there are links to it on the Pregnancy Podcast website.